me, my podcast listeners, welcome to another installment of the Dama Vex. We are talking more Exoswords with my good, faithful co-host and great friend, Mr. Dylan Michael Gray, the one and only. How are you doing today, sir? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm starting to get uh get my sleeping schedule back to order, so that's good. Speaking of sleeping schedule, if if you for all of you who don't know, Dylan just stayed up 36 hours straight on a stream on Live It. He was he was literally grinding his butt on Live It on stream. So like, how was that? How was the feeling? Are you tired? Are you groggy? Are are you what What are you What are you emotionally and mentally and physically feeling right now? Well, so after the first of all, the stream was a charity stream. Um, so that was so the whole thing was definitely worth staying up thirty six hours for. We we're raising money for Honduras. They got hit really hard by the. Hurricane Eta and a lot of communities were just devastated. Two of my besties on here, uh, Serahu and uh, It's Steffi, are both from Honduras. And we uh, we came together and like, let's do a big stream and raise as much money as we can. And we ended up raising 365,000 coins on Livet, which will roughly translate to tens, over 10,000 Honduran dollars. I forget what it actually is. But all that aside... Uh, the feelings I felt, I just felt so much love for the Livet community coming out and showing support to such a good cause. I felt uh, exhausted, like mentally drained. And I remember the next, yesterday, after I had slept for 10 hours, I woke up and my mind was still kind of groggy, but my body was like rearing to go, like, let's go. And so I kept making the joke, my mind is telling me no, but my heart my body is telling me yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, it was it was amazing. Well, I'm so super happy how it came out. I don't know if I'll ever do something that long again. Maybe I will if we find a good enough cause to do it. But we had so many amazing performers come out from Live It. Everyone, even Dom here came on and hung out for a while to talk about um, superheroes and stuff with us. It was it was a fun fun experience and you know i couldn't have asked for a better turnout we we went way over the goal original goal that we were going to set and i was just so freaking happy but enough of that let's talk about x-men right yes indeed and and yeah shout out to all the people who were there at the stream helping out the cause that is awesome it is good to know that we uh we we, we help support and all that but yeah let's let's just delve Right into the can we you know what as a sports fan as a person who has looked at Vegas betting odds and all of that can I can I just say that I I appreciate the fact that we have betting odds on the survival of all of the sword bearers in in this tournament like that to me I was I was giddy I was like you guys did that like whoever came up with with the betting odds with Jim Jasper all it, it, it is astoundingly smart and and as a sports fan it makes me happy it makes me happy to know that my section of my my fandom has been has been satisfied has been completed it's awesome oh totally and you know a lot of people don't like you you think of sports fans as you know oh they're jocks and all this kind of stuff but honestly sports fans are the biggest nerds of them all like seriously they know you know, we're talking about people know all the different players. They don't know the championships. They know stats. I mean, there's nothing more nerdy than being a sports fan. I'm sorry. It's true. And 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 the way that I view it is because I, 
like to look into the deep stuff. You go on basketballreference.com or nba.com slash stats and all of these different mechanics and you look at the sports section and it's like, why wouldn't they have odds for the tournament? Why, why wouldn't you put $100 on the line to see Apocalypse beat Genesis or to see Wolverine actually survive? Like, it makes sense. It makes sense, especially in a tournament that you're going to have some sort of betting odds for your respective champions, your respective teams. And it just makes so much sense to put it in this book. I, I love it. Totally, totally. I remember the day you sent me that text message of the picture of it, and you're like, dude, look at this. This is absolutely amazing, and I couldn't believe it either. Uh, what? Some of the odds were pretty crazy. We should just read them right down the line, don't you think? We should, we should. So we got Mr. Ani- or Mr. Apocalypse. He has 5-1 to one betting odds that he will survive the tournament, and this is the highest that Krakoa has. Cable. Or we should say the old scruffy little kid cable, the son, son of some, the cord. You are indeed correct. Cord has 100 to 1 odds. Captain Avalon, aka Brian Braddock, or is it the other way around? Whatever. He has 30 to 1 odds. Same with Betsy. Cypher, though, and this is the big one. Cypher has 5,000 to 1 odds that, that he won't, that he will make it out of there. And, and, and I'm, I, that's what I'm scared because he is again, he's the, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, come on, <laughs> he's so, I mean, he's got Warlock with him, but let's be real, guys, he's soft, he's a soft boy. He is not, he might not even make out of this thing alive. You got Gorgon, who's got 20 to 1 odds that he will indeed survive the the, the ringer, and he'd, he'd better, that's all I'm going to say for that. Magic has 50 to 1, Sarm has also 50 to 1, and Wolverine himself, the clawed man, the Canadian... The sh- I don't I don't know how to do the schnit I, I I don't know how to do the sound effect for the claws but anyways yeah you know I've never I always go shink it's always like in my head but I, but it's like yeah I think that's what it's actually sh- like there's a T in there somewhere, yeah there's I believe. Yeah, something sh- in there yeah. yeah so he's got twenty you guys to, add yeah. us if we're doing this wrong please add us and let us know how to properly say it maybe fact, we- anyone that tags us on their Instagram story making the sound of it I will personally send you a Wolverine collectible mm that sounds good that sounds good yeah but yeah he's got 20 to one odds hopefully he, he we know he'll make it out of here alive he has an ongo he has two ongoings that that focus on him so there's there's no way he's not gonna make it out alive and then you've got the people from the island of Iraqo. Annihilation, which is Apocalypse's wife, and we'll get into that later. She has two to one odds. Bay the Blood Moon, ten to one. Death, the one of the horsemen, fifty to one. Iska the Unbeaten, who is literally not been beaten ever, two to one. So she's probably gonna make out of here. Yeah, that's her mutant power. Yep. And I love, I love like abstract mutant powers, like hers, and like being hurt, she can't lose, and and dominoes that she has luck, you know, and uh, Longshot also is another one that has like cr- luck powers. It's, it, I love abstract mutant powers. It's just fun. It's just good old fun times, right? Right. You're supposed. Yeah. It's it's it gives up some some leeway to have some fun additional storytelling elements where you use the characters and you're like, wow, they can't be beaten. Let's let's use this right in the story, and and it's it's cool, and I, I love Iska for that. Pogger Pog. Who is Poggers? Twenty to one. Red Root the Forest, hundred to one. Solemn forty to one. Who is, as mentioned before, the Wolverine's new arch nemesis, the High Summoner of Araco. He's got forty to one odds. 
the White Storm, or the White Sword, I should say, six to one odds, and War, another horseman, she's got fifty to one odds. So we have these odds, and yeah, it, it's just it just looks so much in favor for for Araku because, as Magic said in that new mutants issue, these people have wielded a sword before they even breathe. Like it's 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 nature, and they're going up against a couple of Krakoans. Like again, Cipher, some who have never ever wielded a sword ever in their lives. So I really want to see who comes out of this tournament. But again, as a sports fan, I'm really happy that they put these odds in because the odds are awesome and it's just cool to look at. <laughs> yeah, may, and may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw in that reference. Little, little reference. I had to. I had to throw that in there. I mean, you had to. I kept saying odds and... I mean, had to, had to. All right, yes, the odds are in your favor. But yes, before that, and before that infographic, before we actually delve in into this, into this amazing event, let's credit the all of the creators, all the writers and artists who work on this awesome book: Teeny Howard, Jonathan Hickman, Benjamin Percy, Jerry Duggan, Pepe Larraz, Mahmoud Asrar, Lionel Francis Yu, and Stefano Caselli, all doing the writing and art. Shout out to you guys for making this book. Look as awesome as it as it has been, and we start off with state like we're covered Seriously. right like Stasis X Men fourteen Marauders fourteen through fifteen. Those are the issues we will be covering in today's Exoswords chapter. Exoswords Stasis. Okay, can can we just give out a major another major shout out to Paper Laraz for for just drawing these weird characters so well, so clean, so beautiful. It's really fresh. It's it's just lush. Like I love his art. It just looks so good. Like place on the page. It's it's beautiful. Clean, crisp, epic. These are just some words I would use to describe it. I it's it's insanely insanely amazing. And I like the pep talk that Apocalypse gave to the Krakoans before they they entered in the battle. How we're in the when we saw an X Men. 13 and Excalibur 13 with everyone lining up you know how, like tournament style like you're you're placing like you, this holder position you got your sword wielded Apocalypse is just like hey we're, we're getting ready blah 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 and Cable's like Cord is like hey shouldn't we have a little pep talk before uh, we die and and he's like before we step I, I I thought the I thought the pep talk was interesting it seems like it, it just feels like Apocalypse he's just ready he knows what's coming and he's seen this all before because he's he's immortal. He's he's gone through multiple timelines, and he's like, yeah, just don't don't be afraid if I, if you are the first immortals I've watched die. Like it is powerful and it is strikingly beautiful. Yeah, no, totally. He uh, he really stood up and like delivered a speech uh, worthy of Captain America, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he really like laid it out. And was inspiring. Like I was ready to go fight in this tournament after hearing him. You know, right? It's it's just so he he's holding up his scare of, like ap- across everyone, and he's like, "Fine, you want a speech? I'll give you a speech." He puts it down, and the reflection too of the Krakoans versus the Arakoans. It is. It's just beautiful storytelling. Like you look at the pages and, and you, you see Apocalypse as he's lecturing. He's talking about what it means to be a mutant. What we're all here. We're in this position. This is what we've we've been here. We we've trained our lives for this. 
but just don't be surprised if you are going to if I'm going to see you fall because I've seen it before and it's it's again it's inspiring uh and it's it's intrinsically beautiful to how he's he's laying out the message of yeah we might all die but guess what like we're going to I, we're we're going to we're going to get out of this somehow and this really speaks to this new kind of ver not kind of this new version of apocalypse like We've never seen him in the light of like actually having a heart, you know, actually having any kind of feelings about caring about anything than bringing apocalypse to the world, like literally and figuratively. Right. And, and, and so to see him as as this good guy, as this mm -hmm. as this friend to all mutants, I mean, it's it's really interesting because it's it's something different, too, that I appreciate about this this character, like. Apocalypse feels so dark side like it he feels like for for years I've always felt like he's been dark side just without the the meaning and and the depth behind the character because he's just always been that mutant who's from Egypt who just wants to destroy timelines. Now that to me isn't a character that to me is a, a simple villain who just wants to destroy the world just because he can. And now the fact that they're actually delving into who Apocalypse is, how Hickman and, and Teeny Howard are, are are looking at, hey, like, we can add something to Apocalypse that's never been there before. That, to me, is a symbol, or uh, it's it's striking. It's, it's awesome to see that they're adding layers to a character who hasn't really had much character previously and for the last couple of decades. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was, I mean, early on in reading him, uh, they didn't even know what to do with him. They didn't even know his powers. He just kind of just showed up and like wreaked havoc. And sometimes he can morph. Sometimes he's a robot. Like they didn't really know. And like now that he's like really developed and we really know like who Apocalypse is, especially after him die almost dying the first time, um, it's just it's it's really cool to see. I really I really like it. I never ever thought I would ever root for apocalypse and i'm not that type like oh i hate all villains and like i never root for them because there are plenty of villains i do root for i'm always rooting for carnage i know he's always gonna lose but i'm always rooting for him but you um, got magneto too apocalypse. right hey. <laughs> oh uh, well well once again we don't magneto's not a villain to me that's Same right dr doom that but that's right. another conversation but i um yeah he was always just that basic villain and i just was always just like oh here it comes and because and we've had this conversation before. Uh, if it wasn't Mag back in the day, if it wasn't Magneto, it was Mr. Sinister. If it wasn't Mr. Sinister, it was Apocalypse. And now, all of them are all working together to be the good guys. So, who is the bad guys? Some otherworldly people. And still, I mean, if you really want to break it down, still Apocalypse technically is uh, the bad guy in this because those are his kids, you know? Yeah, right. Like, he's got... I actually want to see how the... Because all of these horsemen have come from the ninth life of Mora. I want to know how those guys transferred over to Earth-616 and delving into what the heck actually happened with all of those. I think there's still a, a mystery and entry towards, hey, like, how did they get here? I, I think that would be awesome to see. But, again, for, for someone who's just been as shallow as Apocalypse is, like... Yeah, I'm gonna take all the tell. Like I remember in some of those X Men animated series episodes where they would literally just use Apocalypse as like, oh yeah, he could turn big, he can make people horsemen, and yeah, let's go stop him. And those were essentially all. Even the one where he stole all the telefats because he needed to get back into I think the time stream or whatever, so he could make his own timeline. Those were pretty. It was pretty much just like, yeah, I want to destroy everything because I can't. I like this version of Apocalypse where. 
He's sympathetic. He's he's empathetic towards all the mutants. He wants to see them succeed. And it's still it, the 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 vision and the page of him shaking Professor X's hand when he got to the island of Krakoa. It still shocks me. And that 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 is great storytelling. It it makes you feel more for Apocalypse and Ensabanor and what he's gonna do against uh, Arako. And also, let's also not forget about this era because he had literally the coolest Apocalypse outfit we have ever seen in anything. With when he went, I believe it was an X Men. Four X Men Five, one of those where they go and talk to uh, other diplomats, and he's in the suit. Oh my god! Apocalypse in the suit was probably the dopest thing I've ever seen. Like mm. he just looks so gigantic, so smooth, and you know, you know that that Taylor must have had a sh- hard time putting all that together. Oh man, like because he can turn big, he can turn small. Like, all all of that is is inside. But I will a. I want that suit, and B, Sebastian Shaw needs to hire that same tailor to make the same outfits that he made for Pacos for him. And that's a completely different conversation because it's 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 just insane. Like I care for him. He has an awesome suit. I like. I still dig the the regular apocalypse, like the A on the belt and all that. But th- he looks so swag in that outfit in X Men number four. Like that was awesome. Yes, we're calling it. Whenever he is in the suit, he's no longer Apocalypse. He's Swagpocalypse. He's right, Swagpocalypse. <laughs> Swagpocalypse is going to turn against the island of Arako. And speaking of the island of Arako, we get an introduction to all of the sword bearers in the issue of Stasis. All the guys that we haven't seen before. We get introduction to three new ones. Bay the Blood Moon, Red Root the Forest, and Poggerpog. Who of those was your favorite in seeing the introductions to them in, in this issue? If you well, have right them. off the bat, it was it was definitely uh the unbeaten when they just come in and she just pours a drink and just holds up like, All right, we're about to go fight. Like let's do this, you know? <laughs> like there wasn't a question, there wasn't anything. It was just like, Boom, let's do this. That was my favorite. Like not they just go and see her at a bar. Like it was it was calm, it was chill, and it felt like such a such an epic moment because there's always like when you're putting a team together, there's always one guy that's hanging at the bar, you know. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part of of the stasis issue as well, where you get Iska's character and who she is. There, there wasn't even any words like pestilence and war. I believe it was pestilence. Pestilence and war just walked in, and they just sat next to her table, just held up a toast, and, and that was it. Let's win. And and she holds up one too, and it's just so badass. Like it's awesome. Like I want to. Her he, she's just so chill about. It. She's just like, all right, I'm here. Let's do it without saying anything. Like that's great, wordless storytelling. Yeah. No. Like let's move on. Yeah. And that I like simple moments like that. Like where characters they meet up and they just they lock eyes and they know there's no words spoken. Just like let's do this. You know. I also like found it interesting, at least for a couple of these other characters. Like you think of uh, Pogger Pog, uh, the alligator Kurt, or the alligator mutant or whoever, whatever that he is. He, I like him, and it's just for the simple fact that his name is Pogger Pog. Like if you guys, if do I have to explain the Poggers meme? It's essentially Pepe the Frog, and he has his mouth open, and he's excited, and they did that with Pogger Pog. I'm ex- I like it. 
It, it, it appeals to me as an 18 year old kid or 19, whatever the heck I am. It appeals to me. It, it's awesome. I like, I also found it interesting that Bay the Blood Moon talks in block quotes. She's the weird person who like stabbed the sword in this weird creature. And yeah, it, she, she talks in block quotes. I, I find that interesting. Like you have everyone else who's talking in your regular white bubbles and she's talking in literal like rectangles so she she might face off against cypher who knows yeah i love i love it when people use different word balloon styles and and fonts and everything for different characters you know it, it makes it more fun it makes it more like cool i don't know how else to put it it's just a great thing and it's one of my favorite things that people do in comics it's like, I, I legitimately think that she will have sort of a difficulty talking to other characters because she just talks in a different language. Or at least it looks like it. Like everyone else is talking English. She's talking in like some, I don't even know how you do computerize it. There's a difference to her that, 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 that seems from everyone else. And I, I think that Cypher is going to have to get to her if they're going to fight. Or like, oh, here's my sword and here's my sword. And it's like, wait, what are you saying? Did we start? <laughs> and then, I don't know. It's, I just find it cool. <laughs> maybe maybe their fight will be a fight of words. You know, a, a fierce exchange. You know, maybe they'll just be roasting each other until the one person roasts them so hard that they die. Oh, man. That, that, that would be heartbreaking. I want to see Cypher go out on a good limb, though, so we'll have to see. But yeah, I think those two are. are I love how I love how you just straight up are like, no, he's going to die. Like he's gonna die. I've already accepted this. Like you're already ready for Cypher to go. I mean, I'm not. I I I'm 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 waiting to see if if we've learned anything from this whole era of Dom of Dom of X of Dawn of X and Hawkspox and everything is we have no idea what's coming. Anything and everything can change, you know, at any point. <laughs> any Anything is on, again, like you said, everything and anything is on the table. And, and we can literally, this can literally end in everyone dying and we could all be transported to another, who, who knows, right? There's just so much that these guys can, can do and, and pull off. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. I, I also just appreciated, the, there, there are a good number of spread, like, comic book art spreads with all of the sword bearers on one mabud asra drew them awesome stuff to him it looks so good they look ready like this is a this isn't a raccoon team they're not pulling any punches they're like let's just do this let's not even wait like where are they <laughs> it's it, it's a good it's, and they were definitely upset that they couldn't fight they had to eat dinner first you know <laughs> speaking of dinner we get the we get the cocoons they finally arrive in other world or wherever the tournament is and everyone's holding up their sword and like betsy's like where is everyone and brian's like whoa what the heck and gorgon i appreciate all good gorgon content whoever wrote this hickman if you wrote it also said to you he's just like the wolverine's correct if the white witch just chooses to play games we're gonna cut everyone and i don't play games i'm too old for that and he's just like I, he's just like ready to just slice everyone up with his two swords <laughs> that's right like you look at all these guys and they're just like confused and then opaluna saturnite comes out and he she gives them 
all the tarot cards. And I, 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 I legitimately enjoyed seeing those tarot cards being given and how everyone reacted to them. Like all, all of the sword bearers too. Like that and, and seeing and finally seeing like, oh, this card goes to her, this card goes to her, this was gonna happen. It's a good foreshadow. It's just really cool to incorporate D and D elements, I think, into a comic. Like that to me is cool. It's awesome. It it stands out. No, definitely. I mean, anytime you put D and D kind of setups in anything, I'm there for it, you know? I mean, come on now. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, have you just quick sidebar? Have you ever played D and D? I've played twice. I've played with a couple of friends. It's been a while though. It's been like five years. Like the last time I played was when I made uh, in high school. That was high school. I have not played. So I really want to get back to it because D and D is awesome. You get to create your own stuff. You get to have fun. It's D and I understand we got we got all of this stuff, but man, like once you get into it. It is re- it's a beautiful game. Like you it's literally, you know, creating your own world, creating your own characters. It is so much fun. I, I really want to get get to it someday. I know it can't now, but someday. Oh no, it's definitely gonna happen. I definitely want to be on a campaign with you. We we should get we should just get a crew together and do it here on Live It. We could even record it for the podcast. You know what? We're getting sidetracked here. There is imp- there is a war for Earth going on right now. We need to talk about that. All right. So, can we, no, no, no. Can we can we talk first about the reactions? We need to talk about the reactions to because some of these characters, I love again. Gorgon is just awesome. He literally just looks at his car, just throws it away, and then goes to bed. Like he's not even playing around. He's just like ridiculous, and he he just like yawns out and sleeps. He's like whatever. <laughs> like it's. And and all of, uh, some of these other guys are like they're mad or they're shocked or they're like what the heck is this? And so yeah, I don't know, man. Like you got Wolverine and he he got his one and, and he just he just cuts the card with his claws. He's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, I mean, he was upset. He looked. He looked. He doesn't like the summoner, first of all, and then like to see the summoner like just straight up get on top of him like that in the picture. He's like, "What's going on here? This is garbage." <laughs> and I, I love how I love I just love how angry everyone got at their thing. Like even even freaking Storm, which her card looks so cool when she's just marching with death behind her. She was just like, "What is this? What's going on here?" Okay, can I say that card? Again, drawn by Pepe Larraz, looks ridiculously awesome. Like, she's on a horse, she's carrying a flag, and she's got a literal army of what looks like some sort of weird demons behind her. Like, if this comes in, and there's a really, really good store moment, I'm going to give nothing but praise. I think she's coming in the Wolverine and X-Force issues, I, I believe, because Benjamin Percy and Jerry Duggan have, have her getting all that, and, and the fight. Oh, man. I am I I am excited that like that looks so cool like that card looks so cool I I want to see what the meaning of it behind it is. And can we say like hello Marvel have you have failed us by not having these cards available for us to buy because I want every single one of them for my collection. Can like, we seriously? Can we just have a D and D or like some sort of board or X Men game where we have all of these cards are drawn in and I can buy them for like I'll buy I'll spend fifteen or twenty dollars on a deck of X Men cards. 
Especially if they look as beautiful. Hero, forget about it. I'm there. I'm there for that. Like I'll I'll, pre- I'll pre-order two at the comic store. That's how much I'll I'll, I'll get into it. Apoc- See, Marvel, yeah. we already got pre-orders. We already got pre-orders. Marvel, get at it, and everyone yeah. at Marvel for those cards. All right. All right. Let's get together and let's let's all just troll Marvel on the internet until they give us what we want. Speaking if we of learned anything from the yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog movie, fans can come together on the internet and make change. Amen to that. Speaking of making change or, or, or they're getting behind the games, Apocalypse is just like, I'm not playing any games. And he just, he crumples his card and, and gives it to Opa, Luna, Saturnine. And she's like, hey, these cards are old. These cards are precious. Don't, don't, if you know someone who likes to destroy cards or like doesn't care for that type of stuff, defriend. Like, I, I, I want my cards in pristine condition. And I want them good. But anyways, as, as I, before I spilled into that, Apocalypse, he's really mad. And he's like, why'd you give me this card? And and she's like, it's just a card, Apocalypse. Hey, you don't need to get upset. It's just, a, there's, there's a hidden meaning behind it. You don't need to get upset. And they go down the elevator and, and he's like, are you sure you're not playing with me? And then lo and behold. Which, which hold on. Yeah. Sorry, to, sorry to break you off. But that page with the elevator and the way it was all set up, I mean... Comic book artists take note about storytelling in comics because that layout was amazing. And they're going down the elevator and you get to see the emotions between the two where Opa Luna Saturnine is just like, hey, this is who you are. This is what's going to happen. I got this card. And, and as she remakes the card and then lo and behold, the one, his wife... When they get next to that elevator, like, Apocalypse is shocked to death. Like, his wife comes out, and she's just like, Hey, I'm here. You know the answer. He's, he's just asking me, like, how? How are you still here? How are you still alive? And she's like, survival of the fittest. Like, that's the one thing that Apocalypse has been known for. I think if he's had anything to his character, that's the one philosophy he's always remained with for decades. And, and she's just like, hey, that, like." Yeah, I'm here. Let's do this. Definitely, definitely. Um, and there was, before Apocalypse walked out, before she had to go meet with Apocalypse's wife, um, there was this moment that she has outside, like, let's let's talk about that. Like, what what was that? I was actually kind of confused by that. Like, what, what was, she, was she trying, was she, she looked almost like she was scared of what was going to come. She she felt like unknowing. I, I don't know. What what was up with that moment? I want to figure this out as well. Because it seems like it's, because it all sort of gets explained in X-Men number 14, where we get to see the destruction of Araco from, from her point of view. I I actually want to know how she got like how she got there in the first place. Like, did she just like come from there with with her her whatever, or or maybe maybe Opaluna Saturnine set her up where she was like, hey, Apocalypse is gonna go. I know what's gonna happen. I got these cards. Apocalypse is gonna go down with me. We're gonna get out of this elevator, and she goes there. It 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 got me off guard because I thought that she. I thought that. His wife was dead. Like we, it was completely explained in X Men number twelve that she died trying to sacrifice her life for the island of Araco to all the demons, and and now she's like, oh, she's back and and she's alive and and she wants to fight Apocalypse. 
like that that's frightening it is really frightening it is it is um and safe to say i don't <laughs> I, there's still some love there i mean don't you think i think there's still real feelings there and I know for a fact Apocalypse still has feelings for her. You know, it, he's made it very clear. I mean, he hates her but loves her. It's it's a very weird relationship, uh, especially because, you know, she tried to kill him, you know, a few issues before. <laughs> did you see the... Did you see the card? Did you see the card with both of them? For the first time in my life, I saw Apocalypse naked. Like, he... The, the card is the lovers. This is the tarot card that was shown. Apocalypse is naked with yeah, Genesis. And, he, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? I was expecting bigger muscles under all that armor, all that. I thought he'd be ripped, like super cut and everything, but he's not. I mean, he's a big guy. He's strong yeah. and everything, but he's not very cut. He's like fat boy cut like I am. You know? He's got like, a... Where you're, you're big and you're not like bulging like obesely, but you're not like, you don't have defined muscles. Like that's how I get, that's how my body shape is. And that's, that's how... Uh, Apocalypse is. So it's good to see representation for us fat, strong guys out there. <laughs> he's naked. He's got a small butt. That's, what, that's the main thing I got. He's so small. Tiny butt. He's got a tiny hey, butt. And once again, once again, right here, representation for all the tiny butt guys. Yo. <laughs> you really good stuff, Pepe. I love you guys. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Please draw more X-Men. Yeah, but besides this, I really want to know what was in Gorgon's card because I think that will hold a lot of whatever. But because we get didn't get to see it, I don't know what's going to happen. You get to see a like Betsy; she's she's getting cut in half with all these swords, and Storm's marching with Death, and the Wolverine is getting uh, hand locked by the Summoner, and uh, oh, Cord is just like he's the fool. And he's he's off doing stuff. I, I I hope we get old man, but but yeah, that was an interesting stasis issue. I think it it holds in for a lot of intrigue and and yeah, it's a I I cannot wait for the tournament at all. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then the Saturnine just going back with with how she likes ritual and how she likes you know everyone to come together and kind of make herself the center of attention she's like hey let's all have a, let's have a feast let's all hang out you know we're all going to be killing each other tomorrow so let's just have a feast and uh that was a really interesting thing to see all the different sword bearers kind of interacting with each other you know uh pogue was not uh not didn't have very many fans in there to say the least you know who did have... You know who I was a fan of, though. I was a really big fan of the way that they introduced everyone before the dinner. Because before the tournament starts, we need to have everyone sitting down at dinner, making sure that we all understood the stakes of the story. And the biggest one here first is the relationship or the friendship, or yeah, I guess relationship between Wolverine and Storm. Because I always enjoy the two just talking about life. I, I always enjoy the two, like... Sort of, you know, going off at each other. They both understand what's at stake here. And, yeah, Wolverine's just drinking. And and she's just like, no, we, you're, we're not going to try to talk you out of it. We're, we're here to, we're here to fight. We're here for, to be here. Yes, that's right. And you know what? You, we do, we all know, we all know about the Hellions going off and being, doing shady stuff behind and back. But I wasn't ready for shady stuff to happen Right in front of 
Saturn 9. Um, I believe it was War. Yes, War po tries to poison Wolverine. Can you believe that? I can't believe everyone just trying to get off at each other's heads. I'm like... Because Wolverine still got his powers all intact. I hope that Logan doesn't die. I like I, I like him too much to not have him killed off like that. But man, like everyone is trying to get ahead of each other. Like before the tournament starts, we're going to have someone like they're trying to get someone dead already. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's play fair. Like, I don't see you don't see the Krakoans poisoning anyone. So why do the Arakoans, on the other hand, get to poison everyone at the well? Yeah. Arako, more like a wacko, right? For real. It is a shame. Hashtag shank. a wacko. A wacko. <sighs> it's a shame. I, I, I yeah, like a lot of these introductions are, are the first time that everyone's met. I also like the splash page with everyone literally being there on the floor. Like there's this, like you get to see everyone like just dine in. It's like, oh, there's this big, huge table that looks like an art or like a wine. I don't know what they call those. It looks like a, a cup where you put wine in it. And yeah, everyone's seated and, and everyone's getting ready. All the representatives of Otherworld and all these other different kingdoms from it are there. And they're like, hey. I also like how Wolverine suggests to Brian to sleep with... The, the Opaluna Saturnine. <laughs> where, where Logan's just like, we both know what she wants. Why don't you just go do it? I, I, I really like Logan's like right? undermining. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, bro. He's like, bro, just dick her down, bro. That's all she wants. You could save the entire planet Earth and maybe even our universe if you just dick her down. He's like, I'm married. He's like, well, just know that you could have saved the world with your penis. <laughs> It's not even explicit either. He's I I really like that. I like how Logan is just trying to figure out ways of because again playing fair, but man, like if you have a chance to do something, like go ahead and do it. Like it's it's a question of morality, yes, because cheating is not uncommon in comics. It happens, but like, hey, like Megan doesn't need to know Brian, so why not? And he's just like, hey, dude. I'm 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 cool. I'm I'm a family guy. We don't we don't need to do this. We can do this another way. Yeah, no, and you know, I'm as a married man, I totally agree with him. Like I would never I would never have sex with a witch to save the world, but you know, I'm not in a comic book world, so I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. That's never going to come up for me. Uh so I never have to make that hard choice of staying faithful uh or letting everyone die. But but he should have. I'm sorry. Like, he should have just... He, he needs to think of the bigger picture here, you know? He needs to think about, like, this is much bigger than your marriage. We're talking about planets. We're talking about universes. We're talking about if they're not stopped now, they're just going to take over more and more worlds. Speaking of more worlds, I I really like this, this world that they're... Well, no, that's a terrible segue. But yeah, like, we want to save everyone. We need to save everyone from Iska the Unbeaten continuing to be unbeaten. Like, she's literally over here, and she's talking with Gorgon and Magic. And she's just here over here flexing at how, like, hey, I can hold up two glasses of beer and catch him without a drop spilled. What can you guys do? And, and Gorgon is just like, she's ambidextrous. And no drop spilled. And, and they're trying. It's, it's, it was an insane, hilarious issue. 
between the both of them. But yeah, like Gorgon and Magic somehow both equal Iska, and it's like, wow, like that's what they're going up against? Like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Let's talk about the comedy relief of Magic and Cable talking to the unbeaten. Okay? Like, oh my god. That was hilarious. They're like, oh, so you're unbeaten? You're unbeaten? Okay, let's see how unbeaten you are. Pin this tail. Pin the tail on. <laughs> pin the tail on Pogue. Pin, pin the tail. Now do a Wolverine. He's like, find the cup. Like, everything they were doing. It was it was just hilarious. It was a nice little, like, uh, comedy relief part of, of, you know, everyone's just trying to relax before this super big mission. And unbeaten, she's actually really chill like for someone that has like literally murdered probably millions of people in her millennia of living she's actually pretty cool like i could see myself hanging out with her like she's because she's not as angry as say some of the other ericone mutants are like the white sword or any of the horsemen she's not like that she's just like i'm just here to do business that's all i'm here for i'm not trying to get into anybody's skin I, I'm, I'm just here to chill out and and do my bidding and she can literally do all of these things. Can I also appreciate how Cord? So Apocalypse and, and Genesis. Speaking of cable, so Apocalypse and Genesis are, are sitting at the table. It has to be awkward for them, right? They're, they're, they were married, they had kids, and now they're split apart and all that. And and Cord's just like, because those three are talking. Nathan just asks them, "Hey, uh, so uh, this must be incredibly awkward for you, you, you two, I guess." And and they just look at him like deadpan. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, all right. It was awkward. Thank you for bringing that up, you little bastard. <laughs> and and you just got to love yeah. you got to love this you got to love this 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 new version of Cable this this cord as we like to call him because he really goes above and beyond to get under everyone's skin, you know? And I don't know if it is like on purpose or if that's just the way he moves through life but man he just knows how to dig into people <laughs> and he's just he's just like yo I, I okay i get what's happening here at the tourney i also like the fact that they slipped in more the dawn of x anti-human feel to it also sort of because cables or cords is just like yo this has to be weird right and apocalypse is just like yo weird is a human word we can't we can't we as mutants can't use that use a better word and <laughs> Of course, it's like, okay. And so after the sort of weird match he has with Iska and Magic, he gets a paper, or he gets a cut on his thumb, and he just, like, sucks on it. And Apocalypse looks at him, and Kor's just like, frick, my bad. He's like, I just, I just sucked my thumb. <laughs> He's such a dork. He's such a dork. He's a, he, as a filthy, as a, as his, as the relative Cyclops stan, I, I I can totally see where this uh, where this part is coming from. So, anyways, yeah, I, you know what? You also got a prediction right. Where we talk about the world is going to get destroyed and all of this is happening because we actually got to see that world get destroyed. We because yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that part drove me bonkers. Okay, first I okay. So yeah, at the end of the issue, um, Wolverine stabs Lady Saturnine. Right? Okay. Cool. Right. I was like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen here. And then I, I start the next issue, and the world's in chaos. They paint out all this stuff about how the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, all come together to fight off Araco, and it wasn't enough, and everything falls. And then you get to see all the X-Crucifix... Um, crucif 
crucifixions up and like at the very and then you're like oh my god how could what we still have like 10 more issues how where, where are we gonna go with this if everybody's dead if the world's over and then the whole thing was just saturnine getting into her head like nope this was this is what could happen um aren't you glad you didn't do it and he's just like ah. and he sits down <laughs> i thought i i went from i went from this is terrible writing what are they gonna why are they doing this to oh my god this is one of the most brilliant things i've ever read <laughs> and you just gotta yeah. love that it reminds me, and you're going to laugh at me for this one, it reminds me of the last Twilight movie because they did the same thing. They showed this huge, crazy fight scene, but all it was was just a vision of the future. So it never actually happens, but you get to see it. Um, so it, it's kind of, it, it kind of reminds me of that. Sorry to bring up Twilight. I know there's a lot of anti-Twilight <laughs> out there. Um, but I, ha I, tell, I like to say to everyone, like, I like the first movie and I like the very last movie. Everything else is garbage, but... Definitely, if you get a chance, YouTube or whatever that one scene where they're where they're they have the big war at the on the, in the last movie because it's freaking epic. Yeah, free, speaking of freaking epic, it's yeah the whole entire like scenario where you get to see literally the world in ruins, as we say, because the the X Men couldn't stop the, the Arachoans and and chaos is underway it was really cool just to see like this whole world getting destroyed and actually saying like oh wow like this is what's gonna happen and i i, I like it because like we've been talking about it for so long and what the actual stakes are and you were right on the actual stakes so there was a prediction point for you and I, i'm mad that i didn't get to but anyways cypher I, I'm literally. Well, my favorite part. Hold on. Before we get into cipher, I want to talk about my favorite part of this. These four issues that we read this time, and that is where Storm literally, literally dances with death. I thought that was so freaking cool. Like the choreography, and they're just like, I'm dancing, and he's is that the dude. I, I don't even know, but Death's dancing with her and, and the cover too for Marauders 14 where it's Death and she, and he's wooing Storm, like he, he flips her over like, like he would in a dance and the, the Ex of Swords logo all around, uh, the two dancing and she, you know, Death is serenading Storm to, to his side and he's just, I, I was like, that is a pretty awesome, sweet dance scene. Like it is beautiful. It That's is funny. beautiful to see. Just Storm getting wooed in, and we—I want to see the—I want to see Storm beat the crap out of Death after, like use it against him, like manipulate him. I think it'd cool in for a rain That's in. Right. Yeah, I, it's awesome. Heck yeah, no, uh, and like I liked their their whole dance was cool. The things that they're saying to each other. She's like, I don't fear you, but I know you. I don't fear you. I don't welcome you. I think was the line, but I I know you, and I I'm prepared for you. Because she, she was just such right. a metaphor on top of metaphor on top of metaphor on top of amazing writing. Seriously. Do you have you recalled any chances that Storm has actually died in X Canon pre House of X Powers of Ten? Like off the top of your head, do you do you remember has she died? Like ever? Because I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure there is definitely scenarios. I'm sure, uh, I believe in the animated series when they had that weird future where Wolverine and her were together. Um, there's definitely something there. Uh, I think she died in that, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. Uh, of course, you know, that's non-canon 
Right. Uh, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. But um, to my knowledge, I don't know. But you guys, please at us if we're wrong. Let us know. Um, we, because I, 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 think she is one of the only ones that have hasn't died in any in any of the instances. Because of I can all think of decades of of storm, you know. Right. Because I can I can list up a couple of times where Cyclops has died, where Wolverine has died, where Nightcrawler has, Jean Grey. Like all of these guys have died, but like Storm, like I just can't think of any. Like she's come close to it. She's let. I like the fact that she says, "Uh, I've been dancing with you my entire life, and I won't like. This is the closest that you'll get near me. And if this is gonna rein in for a really great fight with her and Death later, I'm all in for it. I want to see her again. I want to see her punch the living crap out of Death. I think we're. I think we should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in for that awesome scene. There's, there's, um, there's not really anybody in this tournament that I'm really going to be like terribly saddened if they die or become reborn to someone new, but storm, if we lose storm in this, I will be devastated. I will be as devastated as I was when Ned Stark got beheaded. Like seriously, like I, I love this storm. I love, always love storm in every instance from Mohawk to animated series version to just every version of storm is just so great. And I'm going to be heartbroken if she dies in this seriously. I will be too. And, and again, I hope that we don't lose any of our fellow Eric Cohen's, but I wait, excuse me. Excuse me. I hope that we don't lose any of our fellow Krakoans. I was about to say, bro. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Who are you rooting I, for here? I, I'm rooting for. I'm rooting. For, yeah, I'm obviously rooting for. No, I am rooting. I'm hoping everyone's got anything, everything, and everything in line against the Arcoans. And hopefully, in the next couple of issues, in the next four issues we cover, we get to see who is going to fall first. And I, I'm. I've been saying this for for ages. Betsy will be the first one to die at the hands of Iska the Unbeaten. She will get her butt whooped. She'll get either statue something insanely bad will happen to her because that is the first matchup we are going to see per the words of Opaluna Saturnine. Yeah. And, and you already know, you already know that's why she put her up against her because she wanted her. She wants her to, she hates Betsy. Saturnine hates her so much. So much, so much to the point where, yeah, she, she just doesn't accept her as Captain Britain. And Hey, we will have to see what becomes of that fight in the next installment of Exosaurus. Two more things. Please, number one, please Marvel, make those tarot cards. I will buy them. I will put them yes. in my storage. I, I will even gift out some of them to my friends because they are beautiful. They look great. I, I want them. Beautifully drawn by Paper LaRoz. Like, you guys have awesome designers over there. You guys can make them. I know you guys can. Like, I, don't, will, don't. I will frame. I will frame them. I will pay whatever it costs. If it's going to be like a, a $30 thing, a $50 thing to get some really cool Marvel Tarot cards for show. And I want, and I want that Storm card. I want that Storm on the horse raising the flag of death. I, above all, it just looks so cool. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I could I could go without tiny butt apocalypse, but you know if it, if it comes in the set, it comes in the set. Right, exactly. And the second thing is thank you to the Grand Geek Gathering. Thank you to Tyler. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the amazing people over there. 
for helping us host this podcast. Please go check their stuff out, guys. You guys will not be disappointed with any of the content that they put. They put in amazing stuff, better than we can. Like they, they are awesome. Please go check all their podcasts, check out their articles, check out everything, man. Check out the Great Geek Gathering at thegreatgeekgathering.com. And with that, I would also like to thank Dylan. You can follow him on Instagram, live it wherever you, wherever, wherever, at Mr. Dylan Gray on every single platform. Thank you again, dude, for for toiling through the next uh, four issues of this amazing, amazing event so far. So thank you. Oh, dude, no, I mean, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm so into this, and I'm really glad that I... Usually, you know, I, when there were big events or long arcs, I like to wait for it to all be done before reading it, but this is something, like, I can't. Like, I, I'm waiting... F- uh, you're, you're holding me back, making me wait for at least four issues to cover, and I, I appreciate that, but, man, I'm literally chomping at the bit to see what happens next. And uh, I don't think our next podcast is going to be about all the... Um, all the stories. What are we covering in our next podcast? Guys, next week, we are hopefully going to be covering the adventures of the one and only James Howlett, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine, written by Benjamin Percy himself, the author of Wolverine the Long Night, a podcast which I love to my core. Hopefully, this is going to be a Dawn of X book and a Wolverine solo run that I will enjoy for a very long time. I love Logan. He's an awesome character, and him, he's written well. He is one of the best protagonists, I think, ever in the history of fiction. So hopefully you guys, and hopefully we can as well, enjoy the five issues that, that Benjamin Percy, Adam Kubert himself, and Victor Bogdanovich are going to bring to the table in next week. Yeah, you know, it's funny you should say protagonist, or uh, because I don't see him as a protagonist or an antagonist. I see him as a bro-tagonist. Yeah. Nailed it. You did indeed nail it. But yes, we will cover that next week. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Dom of X. You will see me, the Professor and Dylan, on the next time.